oh my Put me in coach, I'm ready to play fantasy I know I turned two in a day, but the laces ain't hot in my veins I can turn two in every way, so I turn to you two today And smash play, I'm prepared to listen The x flipping whip got me looking way past the pitches Statistics all that I know, and I know that who is on first He can say I'm ready to go <laughs> I ain't trying to steal second or third Cause I wanna win first How am I to put all of these numbers to words I know the terms from A to Z It's like a gift and a curse I know the difference between a splitter and a curve But if I can't put it in the points Man, then what's it worth? I need the truth I need knowledge Found this podcast with all of it But what they call it? Turn two Turn two Turn two Hey everybody, welcome back to the Turn Two Podcast Brought to you by rotofanatic.com I'm your host Matt Williams and today I'm starting the first of a probably a three-part series on uh, advanced analytics and the differences between different websites that people use for research. Today we are going to be talking about batted ball quality, which is going to basically be looking at two main websites. It's going to be Fangraphs and Baseball Savant, which uses StatCast for their data. So the point of this series is going to be to kind of explain the differences that people use very often between the two different sites and how that you can use that to your advantage of you know how you should use them when you should use them and you you know it just confuses a lot of people because even though there are certain things on both sites that seem similar like hard percentage and hard hit percentage on fangraphs versus savant they are very different and used in very different ways so this series is going to break down those differences at least the popular ones to kind of give you a better idea of what's going on with all the different data you see before you so you can be you know a better analyst and break down players and for your own player evaluation skills so like i said today is part one we're going to be talking about batted ball quality which you know it has nothing to do with plate discipline plate discipline is will be another show we'll do that for part two plate discipline is basically like if you hit the ball uh, it's more about on base ability strikeouts walks you know that that's that's what plate discipline is batted ball quality is when you do hit the ball <laughs> and that is very important because obviously unless you're Kevin Bishio Brandon Nimmo uh, someone who takes like a ton, has a ton of uh, true, you know, outcome potential. We care usually more about what happens when you hit the ball than if you hit the ball. Not that, you know, they're not, not that either is more important than the other. They probably should be closer to 50-50. But for our purposes today, batted ball quality is what's on the agenda. Part two will be plate discipline. Part three will be pitch identification. And we'll talk, we'll bring in Brooks baseball and we'll talk all about pitching because that's a whole can of worms that will open up down the road. So getting into it, batted ball quality. There's a lot of different ways you can start, but um, it's like I said, we're going to be talking about Fangrass versus Savant and we might as well start at the very heart of it. When you hit the ball, um, basically there there's different ways to categorize how you hit it and and that's a spray chart or in terms of actually how hard so we're going to start there in terms of how hard you or soft you hit the ball savant you know baseball savant uses Statcast. they're pretty much interchangeable baseball savant is where is the website that kind of delivers all that information to you categorize it gives you visualizations but they use Statcast data in order to bring that to you um, and they measure that using velocity and launch angle they originally did that with a program called PitchFX. They moved into another one, which is radar-based, called TrackMan. And now, in 2020, they're using one called Hawkeye. 
which is fantastic. You know, that's it's just they keep getting better and better and they're using actual like cameras, instant replay cameras and actual like visual video technology to measure things on the fly. So as soon as a ball is hit, they measure like the launch angle velocity and they determine based on their own parameters what happened. So that's Baseball Savant. Uh, Fangraphs is is very, very different. It, it basically just uses like hang time to determine how hard a ball is hit. So instead of, you know, using, a, you know, where Savant would automatically, let's say, you know, look at a ball, take a picture of it, it can tell which the angle went and how fast it's being hit, and it automatically sorts it out. Fangraphs uses hang time, meaning how long a ball is in the air. So if you hit a ball and it travels 10 feet and it was only air for two seconds, it's a ground ball. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of obvious. If the ball's, you know, if, if it only travels so far and is in the air for that long, whereas if you hit a ball and it's in the air for six seconds and it ended up being caught in center field, that's a fly ball. It sounds very basic and it is, but if you think about it, it's, it's a very smart way to go about it. And that's how Fangrass has been doing it for a long time. So that is the different ways that the two sites actually measure how hard a ball is being hit. Savan is very specific about it in terms of, like I said, it being measured through video um, using technology. And Fangraphs just uses kind of, um, you know, it's more of a basic, uh, you know, common sense kind of way to go about it. So neither is neither is good, neither is bad. I prefer Savant just because, you know, that's I like to be as specific as possible, but there's a time and place for both. So getting into how they getting into the next part and this is how they actually show them on their own websites and break it down for you fan graphs is very simple soft percentage medium percentage hard percentage that's it it's uh, you have a soft soft contact medium and hard contact um savant is a little different and don't worry we'll get into hard percentage versus hard hit percentage in a little bit but they actually have nothing to do with each other um Fangraphs, like I said, breaks it down into soft, medium, and hard percentage. That's how they do it on Fangraphs. On Savant, they break it down into barrels, solid contact, flare slash burners, topped balls, under, and weak. That is what you're comparing. You're not comparing hard percentage to hard hit percentage. You're comparing soft, medium, and hard percentage on Fangraphs to Savant, who goes barrel, solid, flare, burner, topped, under, weak. Very, very different. So, like I said, it's... If you think about what we just talked about before, Fangraphs is looking at the hang time um, and where a ball is fielded to determine three categories, soft, medium, hard percentage. That's it. Whereas Savant is looking at the velocity and launch angle and putting it into different categories. A barrel or barrel percentage is a, a certain criteria where you're hitting the ball um, you know, at least like, let's say like at least 95 miles per hour and at a certain launch angle. And that is what's considered a barrel and everything that doesn't fit into that criteria, but is close is solid contact. And then you get into like a flare or burner, which by the way, is the, the question I think a lot of people have asked, what the hell is a flare slash burner? If you look at it on there. Think of it as a barrel is something being hit, again, at a kind of an ideal launch angle and exit velocity. That is kind of what you want. 
Whereas a flare and burner is something that is maybe hitting at a little lower launch angle, but is finding open field. Like a barrel can be a line drive straight to a fielder, whereas maybe a flare burner can be something still hit quite as hard, but finds the open field. So it's actually harder to define. A barrel percentage, the batting average, at least coming out of 2019 for a barreled ball was 8-10. A flare and burner was 661 and solid contact was 491. So still very good to have solid contact or burner, but it's harder to actually quantify because it's kind of a moving target. It's not as defined as a barrel. So I know that sounds kind of confusing, but when you look on there, barrel percentage, flare burners, and solid contact are all good. But solid contact and the flare and burner is kind of half as um, predictable as the barrel. So the barrel is kind of like the standard of what you want to look at. But you know, getting back into it, you do have the flare, solid flare burner. Then you have topped, under, and weak, which kind of is the, the, the opposite version of the barrel, solid, and flare burner. Topped, you're topping the ball. Obviously, you don't want to hit it into the ground. Under, you are hitting the ball a little too far under, but that's not necessarily as bad as topping it because at least you hit the ball under, that's more likely to actually find the field, you know, either in a, a shallow home run or or finding you know a hole in the outfield somewhere and then weak percentage none of them are good because you are more likely hitting them at suboptimal launch angles and exit velocities they're either going to find a fielder real quick or stay in the in the air long enough for a fielder to find it and field it so um as a barrel was at 810 batting average against solid was uh 491 batting average flare burner 661 a top ball only 076 batting average an under 202 and then weak contact altogether is 190. So that's what you're looking at. If you're using it for your own analysis, again, I, I think baseball savants a little better because it gets fairly specific and you can kind of tell how they break it up, but it's kind of hard to work all of that into your analysis, especially if you're going to compare year to year. So if you, I can see using soft, medium, and hard percentage if you want to go from year to year, at least comparing within its own player. I think for Fangraphs, soft percentage is maybe the most useful because there's a fine line between what their medium and hard percentage could be. So um, overall, I think Savant's a little more useful in terms of that. But, you know, Fangraphs is, is certainly easier from year to year, um, you know, trends, you know, if that makes sense to you. So, you know, Fangraphs is telling you how hard a ball was hit only. Savant is telling you how hard and at what angle. So just more information, but with, with more information comes more nuance. More nuance comes more confusion, which is kind of the point of this whole episode. So, you know, if Fangraphs, if um, the, the, this, is, this is where we're going to get into hard percentage versus hard hit percentage. So that is where we're moving into now. Next part of the show. Hard percentage versus hard hit percentage hard percentage is just the third tier of fan graph soft medium and hard that's all it is whereas on savant it's just a complete different measurement completely separate from what we were just talking about just hard hit percentage the problem with hard percentage on fan graphs is if someone can carry a high hard percentage but they're hitting the ball directly into the ground who cares right we don't care okay so you're looking at fan graphs and this is the next part we're getting into, hard percentage versus hard hit percentage. If you're looking at baseball savant, hard hit percentage is basically just a hit in which the exit velocity is 95 miles per hour higher. So that is it. It's, it's the hard hit rate is just the percentage of batted balls 
where the ball is hit at 95 mile per hour or more. That That is all you're looking at. Over on Fangraphs, you are just looking at a ball that is uh, hitting their parameters for being, you know, for hang time. A ball that has traveled a certain distance and stayed in the air a certain amount of time. That's what you're looking at. So they're both measuring two different things, but they're both flawed to a degree. Hard hit percentage on Savant is based on exit velocity, which is probably why you should instead, if you're going that route, look at the, uh, the different exit velocities. Average exit velocity is the thing that shows up and everyone points to the most. It is also incredibly flawed for obvious reasons. It is an average exit velocity. It takes no account for the, uh, you know, the deviation between low and high, <laughs> which is something that, uh, you know, is something that should certainly be measured for. Certain hitters hit more ground balls. Certain hitters hit more line drives. Certain hitters hit more fly balls. This is why Baseball Savant actually breaks it up into ground ball um, exit velocity, fly ball, line drive exit velocity, and max exit velocity. Max exit velocity is something that is really important because it kind of shows you the potential at which a hitter can hit a ball. And sample size has no bearing because if you can, you know, your max uh, exit velocity can come at any time. Either you have the ability to hit a ball at that max or you don't. 600 plate appearances, 10 plate appearances. If you can reach 114 miles per hour, there's potential there. It doesn't matter how long or short it takes you to get there. So max exit velocity shows you something, but it's only a snapshot of potential. If you can't do it consistently, who cares? But again, you want to look at um, line fly ball line drive exit velocity versus ground ball exit velocity as well. A good example is two teammates, Juan Soto and Josh Bell, now teammates in the Washington Nationals. If you look at their batted ball data from last year, Juan Soto had a 92.1 average exit velocity, 92.1. Josh Bell had a 91.7. There's not a big difference there. They're kind of neck and neck. But... Juan Soto um, had a 86.3 ground ball, ground ball exit velocity, whereas Josh Bell hit his at 90.1. You know, we don't necessarily care how hard you're hitting the ball on the ground. Not that you want to hit little dribblers. I mean, hard hit balls can always find holes, but they can also find the fielder faster. But that's a whole sprint speed discussion. But all in all, we don't truly care how hard you're hitting the ball on the ground in the end. But Juan Soto is hitting the ball on fly balls and line drives at 99.5 miles per hour, like one of the best marks in the league, whereas Josh Bell's hitting his at 95, which isn't bad. But you can see there's uh, two hitters that are 92.1 average and 91.7 average. There's quite a big difference with the quality of balls they're actually hitting, which you already know as the listener. You know the difference between Juan Soto and Josh Bell, but we're digging into the numbers and you have a very good idea here of why you need to not look at average exit velocity. But overall, I don't like using either. I mentioned this earlier. If you're going to have comparative analysis, pick one, stick with it. I think that just picking hard hit percentage and looking year to year for gains and losses is good. If you want to look at Fangraph's hard percentage for gains and losses, that's okay. But again, there's nuance between the medium and hard percentage. So I think you'd be better off sticking with hard hit rate for Savant. But all in all, you're just looking at, again, Fangraph's is measuring hang time and where the ball, how far the bar traveled, whereas Savant is just 95 mile per hour plus. It is flawed any way you look at it. 
but so is any single data point. You want to use it in conjunction with other things. Which brings me to one stat that is not on here, and that's dynamic hard hit rate. Connor Kirkon over a six-man rotation um, has a whole article about this. Follow him on Twitter. I think it's C, at C Kirkon on Twitter, uh, or just type his name into the search, and you can find dynamic hard hit rate over on Alex Chamberlain's leaderboard. Again, find him on Twitter, Alex Chamberlain. The link to his um, leaderboard is right in his Twitter profile, and it just basically has a bunch of advanced statistics that you can filter by discipline, batted ball quality, and such. But dynamic hard hit rate is what you want to use if you really want to break down players because what that does is not just rank up 95 mile per hour plus and it doesn't look at anything like hang time. This is essentially almost like barrels where it's looking at a a certain um, you know a certain percentage or no not a certain percentage but uh, a launch angle and exit velocity but on ball on the kind of balls you want to hit hard it's it's filtering out those ground balls or maybe those you know those those fly balls that are hit a little too hard high in the air um instead of it just being a linear hard hit rate of 95 mile per hour plus this is taking out you know kind of trimming the fat it's taking away the poorly hit balls that are too low or too high and giving you kind of a streamlined version that's dynamic hard hit rate and that is the cream of the crop as far as I think there. So you look at hard percentage versus hard hit percentage. I say don't bother with either use dynamic hard hit percentage. If you have specific questions on that, I would reach out to Connor himself. I love using it, so I'm happy to answer questions. But again, he created it. He's on Twitter. He's a nice guy. You could ask him as well. So that's hard hit percentage versus hard percentage. I'm saying don't use either. <laughs> Dynamic hearted percentage is fantastic. You can use it on, on Alex Chamberlain's leaderboard. You can search it uh, all you want there. Another thing here is launch angle, which again, that is not something you necessarily find on fan graphs. You can because they are now adding StatCast data to their page. But uh, launch angle is something that, again, is how barrels are determined. You know what we mentioned earlier in the show? This is a certain launch angle at a certain exit velocity equals a barrel. Average launch angle is something that a lot of people like to cite because everyone, when they look at Eric Hosmer, you know, when they look at Vladimir Guerrero, everyone just says, oh, he needs to increase his launch angle. It's not just something you do, you know, just like start uppercutting the ball. There's a little more to it. And when you look at a player's average launch angle, it's the same as average exit velocity. The same thing we just talked about with Juan Soto and Josh Bell. We don't care what your average exit or your average launch angle is because that doesn't tell us, you know, how often you're going way above or way below it. Standard deviation, which is why you want to be using standard deviation of launch angle. SD parentheses LA parentheses. That's how it's laid out. Something else you can find on Alex Chamberlain's leaderboard. We do not care what your average launch angle is. We do not. We want to know how consistently you're hitting an ideal launch angle. So you, what you basically want to see is uh, the deviation from high and low. You want that number to be as low as possible. The league average, I want to say, is around 28 or 29 degrees. Complete guess could be wrong there. But you want the number to be lower. The, the, number, the, the people you see at the top of these leaderboards are Mike Trout, Nick Castellanos, you know, people of that nature hitting line drives. So, you know, if you're if you're looking at a number 28 degrees or less, that is good. But average long angle is not going to help you. I'm not telling you for to do basic breakdowns of players. You need to be searching out standard deviation of launch angle. I love it. I think it tells a lot about a player's back control and how consistently they can hit the ball the way they want to. 
But what I am telling you is do not use average launch angle. It tells you nothing, at least nothing important. So, you know, it's fun to talk about, useless to use, if that helps everybody. So jumping back into it. Barrel percentage. That's something that is laid out uh, on both Fangraphs uh, from, uh, from StatCast and Baseball Savant. This is something that confuses people somewhat because there's something called, uh, there's actually something called um, sweet spot percentage on Baseball Savant, which is, it's, it's, it, I don't know, it's oddly named because I mentioned barrel percentage is not how often a ball is hit on the barrel, but rather a actual um, intersect between how a certain launch angle and a certain exit velocity. And it changes on how high the exit velocity is. That's a barrel percentage. Um, sweet spot percentage, believe it or not, is the actual percentage of balls hit on the barrel. <laughs> uh, so uh, sweet spot percentage is actually showing you how many times a ball is hit on the barrel of a bat, whereas barrel percentage is just a combination of launch angle and exit velocity. So when you see sweet percentage, sweet spot percentage, it's actually barrel percentage. I don't know why they named the things the way they did, but you know it is what it is. Barrel percentage came first, sweet spot percentage came second. Sweet spot percentage equals barrel percentage, and barrel percentage equals, uh, you know, 95 mile per hour plus at a certain launch angle. So those are the differences there. Um, you know, is what it is. Sweet spot percentage doesn't necessarily tell you as much because it doesn't take into effect how hard a ball is hit. So there's not a lot there. But, you know, you can still use it for comparative analysis from year to year. Is everyone kind of following following me here? All right. Uh, another thing here, going back to kind of the soft, medium, hard percentage, the barrel, solid, flare, burner. All for fan graphs, uh, they measure all balls in play, or um, you know, the, kind of the same thing for uh, for like barrel percentage. They're they're measured for all balls in play rather than based on plate appearances. What I mean by that is total plate appearances will take into effect all balls in play, as far as batted balls. And they will take into effect walks and strikeouts. Why this is important is when you look at a player like Kevin Biggio or Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo, a guy who strikes out and walks a ton, you'll look at his batted ball quality. And in the end, it's maybe not as impressive, especially in a short sample size, kind of like 2019. Everyone was super pumped up about him. He had the higher average and everything. But if he has so few batted ball events compared to other players... And you look at stuff like the, the batted ball data we just said, or the barrel percentage, it's on a it's a it's a much smaller sample size, and you can't really tell because you just look at his total the bats, total plate appearances. Whereas um, you know, we are we're we're just looking at uh, you know a percentage based on batted ball data. And there are other statistics out there like barrels per plate appearance, which you can find on uh, Baseball Savant. That's really great because you actually can see how many barrels he hit um, on uh, per plate appearance. You know, so you can actually spread it out there for for fantasy. You know, it's invaluable because you want to see how often a player, you know, is actually putting a barrel on the ball per times up. You know, because you know on base percentage is well and good, and strikeouts are never positive, but. If you're not an on-base percentage league or a league that counts against strikeouts, you want someone who's doing damage on a per-plate appearance basis. So it's still not making the other stats any less useful, but it's good to know where they're coming from. All the ones we had mentioned are just based on batted ball data, so it's important to know how much batted ball data there is. 
So it's it's good to look at the per plate appearance stuff because it gives you a better example for those players like Biggio, for those players like uh, Joey Gallo who have a lot of true outcomes, you know, walks and strikeouts. So that kind of brings us to our next point, uh, which is the spray charts. Line drive percentage, fly ball percentage, ground ball percentage. They're measured differently. And it's basically um, nothing that can be necessarily explained the way uh, the hard percentage and everything was because this is really how this is really definition based and it's nothing i can tell you because it's nothing that's published as far as how baseball savant defines a line drive and how fangraphs defines a line drive fangraphs gets their information from baseball info solutions the company that kind of gives them their data baseball savant originally got theirs from pitch fx and now it is uh, being taken uh, then it went to trackman which is like a radar based and now it, everything is from um, from Hawkeye. They continue to get better at Baseball Savant, but you know it's all based on a tracking system. Um, they were using TrackMan, which is again radar based. And when that first started, a lot of like pop ups were being hit outside of the scope of where the radar can even pick it up. Same with uh, ground balls. So in the first few years, like half of the pop ups weren't even registering, and, and they like a fifth of the ground balls. It's something they fixed as it went on, but they just switched to Hawkeye. And, you know, that is something that is kind of, you know, uh, replay based. And although it's fantastic, there are going to be bugs. So to answer this question between line drives, you know, Fangraphs gets their, in, you know, from the Baseball Info Solutions. Savant is getting theirs currently from Hawkeye, previously from Trackman. Typically, Fangraphs is showing a lower line drive percentage than Baseball Savant. In 2020, there was a significant jump in how Baseball Savant showed line drives. It was much higher. So going into 2021, I would assume that that is going to be something that sticks. Um, maybe they're defining them differently or they're picking them up. So this question is a little more difficult to answer than it would have been in 2019 because typically fan graphs would have a lower line drive percentage than Savant, mainly because Savant separates fly balls from pop-ups. And now less fly balls are showing up as fly balls uh, in Savant and more of them are showing up as line drives. So whereas typically Fangraphs was much lower with line drives and Savant was higher and Fangraphs was higher in fly balls and Savant was lower, it's getting a little closer now. But um, like we had said before, if you're using these for comparative analysis, pick one. Pick Fangraphs or pick uh, Baseball Savant. I actually like... Fan graphs because, like I said, um, there's a lot of growing pains with uh, with Hawkeye. I think it's fantastic. I don't have a problem with it, but you know, as they're working out the kinks, fan graphs has not changed in recent years. So at least if you're comparing from year to year, I would like to stick with fan graphs for now. I think in the end, Savant will be the way to go because again, they will continue to work out work out the uh, the different bugs in the system. It'll end up, I think, overall being a much better way to measure. But for now, you know, that kind of that kind of is uh, personal preference. But those are the differences between the two. As far as ground ball percentage, not really much different between fly ball and savant. Their differences come where they how they define line drives and, and, and fly balls. Um, Fangraphs and um, and savant pretty much measure fly, uh, ground balls the same. The, the only real big difference in the market is uh, I think baseball baseball reference. Uh, they I think they separate out bunts from their ground balls. 
whereas the others do not, which they should, but they do not. Uh, because, you know, bunts are intentional, so it shouldn't count against the hitter. But it's, it's a pretty minute amount. It's, there's only so many hitters that that really impacts. So that's that's something to know, but no, nothing to truly care about. Uh, something that is different between the two is, uh, going back to fly balls, is uh, Fangraphs has an infield fly ball percentage. And Savant has a pop-up percentage. Uh, if you actually wanted to see as far as... Um, per batted ball, you can always take the infield uh, fly ball percentage on Savant and you know multiply that by the fly ball percentage, and that'll kind of give you a infield fly ball percentage related to the amount of batted balls. But overall, um, the only real difference that you want to care about, the listener, is Fangraph's infield fly ball percentage kind of says it. It's infield fly balls, whereas Savant has a pop-up percentage. They count pop-ups that are maybe outside of the infield ones that are on, you know, the, the, the shallow outfield grass that are complete pop-ups. There's, you know, hardly any chance of them, you know, leaving the park. These are just pop-ups. So the savant pop-up percentage is going to be higher than the Fangraphs pop-up percentage for that reason. Uh, for me, I'd rather use that because, you know, do we really care that it's in the infield if it's on the outfield grass and it's still pretty much a pop-up? Yeah, that's what we want to know. So Savant is the better way to go there, in my opinion. They're including ones that are outside of the infield, as they should. So Savant is always improving and is technically measured. That is why I think that they are basically the way to go in most in most choices, as you may have guessed here. I think dynamic hard hit rate was the one thing I deviated away from both of them. I think for line drive, fly ball ground ball i would like to stick with the with fan graphs for now as savant grows but overall i think down the line they will be the way to go recapping with the soft medium hard and savant the barrel solid flare burner topped under weak if you really want to deep dive a player savant is the way to go there's a lot of information there but it is certainly um you know a little more confusing and a little more nuanced because you know, we said the barrel percentage had that 810 batting average, burners 661, solid 491. So you kind of want to look at them three together and the relationship between the three, whereas topped under and weak are the ones you want to avoid. Whereas fan graphs, you're looking at soft, medium, and hard percentage, which is kind of rudimentary. But, you know, you can still get the information you want. Savant is more accurate, but uh, Fangraphs is easier to use, which is probably the 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 most. Though I could have summarized that in the very beginning of this episode. So if you have any other kind of questions about that, you can always reach out to me. Um, you know, the, this this series is supposed to kind of meant to help you get through some of these big changes, and uh, you know, kind of help you with your own analysis. So this episode was batted ball data. Uh, there's a lot of other questions you may have that are more specific, but I wanted to kind of keep this a little shorter so it can be an easy listen, something maybe you can listen back to. So if you have any other questions about everything we spoke about, my DMs are always open at Matt Williams, M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. Definitely reach out to me on Twitter. I love talking about this stuff. The next episode is going to be all about plate discipline, which we'll talk about, you know, O-Swing and, and Z-Contact and all those fun acronyms, that, you know, things that might confuse everybody. But uh, it's it's all very different. F-Strike, you know, what, where, how you should use it. If you talk to Alex Fast, you talk to uh, SP Streamer, they all have a very strong opinion of how, how things like that can be used. So we're going to get to those on, on further episodes. The next one will be plate discipline. Third episode will be all about pitching. So 
Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode all about batted ball data, batted ball quality on uh, you can find there to to break down fantasy baseball players. Again, follow me, Matt Williams, M-E-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-M-S. DMs are always open for your questions. So we'll see you next week, everybody. My, oh, my. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play fantasy. I know I turn two in a day, but the lace isn't hot in my veins. I can turn two in every way, so I turn to you two today and smash play. I'm prepared to listen. The x fipping whip got me looking way past the pitches. Statistics all that I know, and I know that who is on first, he can say I'm ready to go. <laughs> I ain't trying to steal second or third. Cause I wanna win first How am I to put all of these numbers to words I know the terms from A to Z It's like a gift and a curse I know the difference between a splitter and a curve But if I can't put it in the points Man, then what's it worth? I need the truth I need knowledge Found this podcast with all of it But what they call it? Turn two Turn two What it do? Win leaks Catch out Catch out